0: I wanna just give you a quick example of what the local weather report is in LA. I feel like it rained all over the world. This is from the LA Times. An extremely dangerous situation in Hollywood Hills and Santa Monica Mountains early Monday as a storm triggered mud flows That dangerous, that damaged homes and forced residents to evacuate, evacuate, evacuate. Watch this compilation.
1: Surrounding communities, all of Southern California, under a flood watch, which is going to take us until at least Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday evening. Just
2: one of many chaotic moments across L.A. County following hours of rain. The saturated soil simply couldn't hold this tree in Valley Glen, sending it smashing into a parked car. A similar scene in Westwood, where drivers took a chance on Mother Nature, only to become submerged. The LA River, usually a placid trickle, transformed into a roaring body of water. Uh,
3: The steady
4: rain has brought down a retaining wall in La Habra, crushing uh, three parked cars nearby. This happened about 6.45 this evening in the neighborhood over near Lambert Road and Idaho Street.
5: While this isn't recommended, surfers tried their luck cruising the waves of flooded streets, and kayakers paddled their way through a makeshift river in a neighborhood not far from the coastline.
0: Imagine those people out there surfing in dirty, nasty water that people dumped their bathroom water in, uh, nasty sewage, animal feces, and they surfing in it and patterned in it. What a mess! Nasty, dirty water, they're having fun. (laughs) But that's what's happening in the rain here. In LA I have been told before yesterday I've been told to watch the movie nefarious to watch the movie nefarious and um, so I finally got a chance to watch it over on Saturday over the weekend and I talked about it yesterday in fellowship in the opening there and I have to now, I may come back and correct this later, but I, oh, let me, Joel just told me this morning that he saw it, I guess, he watched it last night at his place. Joel, come for a minute and tell me, you know, Joel Friday, he black.
6: Yeah, very well thought out, and um, whoever wrote it definitely is a thinker. And
0: But the reality is, the real reality, everyone has that. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has demon in yeah. them. Isn't that amazing?
6: Yeah. No, and I liked, that. I liked how they even brought up today's issues, like <laughs> with the transgender, the gay, they did all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And it, they talked about, they related it to being the demonic possession.
0: The gay stuff, the uh, DDI stuff, where the diversity. And yeah. <laughs> all that is a cover-up from the devil.
6: Yeah. A- yeah. Amazing. And he made it clear that that's the case without it being like d- too disrespectful Yeah, he threw it in there just to make it obvious to,
0: it was so yeah. you
6: have to not
0: want to see and understand what was happening yeah if you missed it let me play a mm-hmm. saw a little clip from nefarious this is from mbd.com on the day of his, es- his scheduled execution a convicted serial killer tells a psychiatrist that he is a demon who can possess his body.
6: One of the parts that like were really deep to me, it was with the unborn baby scene, how he was, the, the guy was telling the, the, the other guy that like back then, there were certain rituals that were done where they would throw like innocent babies in the fire. And it seemed so like crazy and demonic and you, you would hear the like infant screaming and stuff like that. He explained that out of being evil, but then he pointed out to that guy that, well, if your girlfriend, if your girlfriend is having um, an abortion and you're okay with it, you're no different. <laughs> you're not hearing the screams, but yet you're okay with yeah. killing them or baby. So it was just like a good, he good example.
0: He told that psychiatrist that before you leave his room, you will have committed three yeah, murders. yeah, Murders. Isn't that amazing? And, and I wonder how are you going <laughs> to commit three murders before he leave the room.
6: <laughs> I thought the same thing, but it the way it turned out, he did. Yeah, yeah, it was deep. One was by,
0: uh, oh, by euthanasia. He uh-huh. he he had his mother. He agreed yeah. to euthanasia, yeah, and his mother was killed with that, right? Yeah, and. He made a a powerful point. The son pretend that it was about the mother being old and being in pain and there was no cure. Right. And with the recommendation of the doctors and the mothers, he agreed to it. When in reality, he agreed to it because he was sick of going to visit her. Uh He was sick of taking care of her and she had money. (laughs) (laughs) She had an insurance policy or something. Yeah that was uh, a lot of money so that
6: was his real motivation that was so deep it was so deep too because he 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 took a offense to that and he tried to defend it and overreacted so that's how you knew he
0: knew it was true yeah (laughs) that was the first murder yeah and then the second murder is that he was dating this woman and he planned to break (laughs) up with her yeah at any time but she didn't know it yeah so he was like gonna break up with it. she didn't know it and she got pregnant and she wanted to have an abortion he agreed to the abortion yeah.
6: but he, her body
0: right he pretended yeah. was her body <laughs> it wasn't my choice it was her body her choice he was like yeah. no you agreed to it yeah and the reason you agreed to it because you were ready to break up with her yeah and that's why you okay with the abortion yeah it was a hidden motivation
6: there yeah so it was the second murder but then, and on that, was that I love how the, the demon, even though he was a demon, yeah. broke it down to how the two, like I was saying, the two parallels between like killing a baby and hearing the screams versus killing a baby in the womb. It's the same thing, yeah. but it's just he wasn't thinking of it like that. So that messed him up, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's because when we're blind, we don't really see what's see, going exactly. on with us. Yeah. So, com. Nefari says, referring to God. Our plan is to hurt him, to punish him. And we do that by destroying what he loves, which is you. You are nothing but a means to an end. Amazing. Yeah. They want to destroy God by destroying what
6: God's love and that is us. Yeah.
0: And that is so true.
6: Can I make one more last point about the I thought it was also deep how they brought the atheists in because a lot of time the atheists think that they're ex- because they don't believe, they're exempt from like right. evil and all that stuff. It's like you're still being used regardless, yeah. so you better get with it.
0: So the psychiatrist <laughs> said that he was an atheist and, uh, oh, I don't believe in that. I'm an atheist. He's like, all right. right. You're still being used <laughs> by the devil. Amazing, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was deep. I'm telling you, folks, watch yourself. Do what you want, but watch yourself. See what's happening in you. It's inside of you. It ain't inside of, you can't blame others for it. Here's uh, a confused, what uh, women, uh, uh, an example of women being confused today. Why this from TikTok?
5: I just want to know, are there any people out there in their 30s who feel like they're just lost and confused in their life right now? Everybody. Do I want to start
7: a whole new career
5: path? Do I want to keep my job? Do I just want to take whatever money I have left to my name and just run to Europe? Do i live in a city do i live on a farm where there's a bunch of cows and sheep and cute little dogs running around and i just frolic <laughs> in the flowers and just be a farm girl i'm 33. do i need to try and look for a husband right now i don't know there's no right or wrong in life but it's like there's so many options and paths that you can take that i don't know anymore i want to do so many things but at the same time i don't know what to do
0: that's every human being there's so many paths to take, the wide road that leads to destruction. There's only one path to take that leads to righteousness that lead back to the Father. There's only one path to take, one real path. All those paths you just named, do I live on a farm? Do I get married? Do I do this? Do, I do? Those are wide roads that lead to destruction. Wide roads that leads to destruction. Isn't that amazing? You gotta go turn inwardly and watch what's happening in you. Never mind what's happening out there.
8: You know, um, I just discovered your your channel and everything you do about eight months ago. It's it, it's very, very, very effective and it, it's so relevant yeah. to the current state of the world right now.
3: Yeah. And,
8: and, you know, the message that you have, you know, perhaps maybe you'll be shocked, but it's really, really needed more, especially here in Africa. Man, it's bad here. It's really, really bad. And then, you know, with what is happening in America right now, what I'm watching, whoa, you know it, it, it's it's really really bad how people have moved away from the father they reject god they want to be you know to be indulging in their lustful ways and all of that you know and then now the part, most especially there in america with your current president now that you have joe biden and all these administrations i think even before him obama they were doing all this crazy stuff they try to shove that in Africa you know and then it said how most of the Africans are swinged you know trying to live like that adapting to those norms which are very 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 bad I mean Africa we as Africans we are very 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 religious people if I may use that word you know so now now because of this new idea this 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 new thing these these feminism movements and all that, it's ruining Africa, big time. But with what you are doing, what I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing a lot of men calling in, you know, changing, you know, people discovering that they're not born on their own bodies and all these things, trying to identify all this, which is a great work, man. I, I, I really, I really appreciate what you are doing.
0: That's amazing. And you're right, it's the same problem all over the world, NBC. META CEO Mark Zuckerberg apologized Wednesday to parents in the audience of a Senate online child safety hearing. Before we play it, I want you to hear how the parents applaud. I want you to see the thrill of the senator or whatever you're telling Mark Zuckerberg that he needs to apologize. The thrill from the senator saying it, and the thrill from the parents when Mark get up and apologize, like it's a real apology, right? A forced apology is not a real apology, but they applaud it because it's not their fault that their kids are addicted to the internet. They're blaming Mark Zuckerberg. So I want you to watch the audience at a Senate online child safety hearing. Uh, when Mark Zuckerberg apologized, um, uh, so let me read over. Metro CEO Mark Zuckerberg apologized Wednesday to parents in the audience of a state, on, a Senate online child safety hearing who say Instagrams contribute to their children's suicides or exploitation. Watch this from C SPAN. Wait
2: a minute, them. your, own, da- your are... own study says that you make life worse for one in three teenage girls, you increase no, Senator, anxiety and depression, says. that's what it says, and you're here testifying to us in public, you know full well your product is a disaster for teenagers. You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone, and you don't think it's appropriate to take a- talk about steps that you took? To Have you compensated you any of the victims? Sorry? Have you compensated any of the victims? <laughs> Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people?
9: I'm sorry
2: for to be about. No to go you've done nothing to help them. You've done nothing to compensate them. You've done nothing to put it right. You could do so here today, and you should.
0: May all ego. That's a lie. Mark Zuckerberg is not responsible for your children. You are. No one else. You are the parents nobody else but the parents and the parents has failed because they are out trying to get their ego thrills working and carrying on trying to be equal to the man and the man too weak to make his wife obey him by staying home that's not Mark's fault it, just imagine you can have a hundred thousand computers right in front of you if you never turned it on how would it affect you Who made the parents go out and buy their children and cell phones and iPads and computer stuff? Mark doesn't do it. Or com. Feminizing hormone therapy typically is used by transgender women and non-binary people to produce physical changes in the body that are caused by female hormones during puberty. Watch this from Extraordinary Stories. Dr. Olson had
10: a decision. You are in the perfect place to start on blockers. And she promises to begin giving her estrogen, female hormones, in two years. Around 13. That's what I think. Josie received the blockers as an implant in her arm. It's okay if you cry. So with wow. all the bravery she could muster,
11: you feel a little bit of a...
10: Josie held on tight...
11: Oh. tight oh.
10: ...as another chapter opened in this young girl's life.
0: Another <laughs> chapter of hell.
5: A lot of times it strikes me that had this happened just 20 years ago... Thank you. I wouldn't have been able to give her blockers, and she would have had to go through male puberty. That terrifies me. It's all done. Do you want a hug? I don't know that she would have
10: survived male
0: puberty wow if you don't see that that is evil i don't know what it would take i don't know what it would take the doctors that are doing that the so-called mother that is pushing that little girl to do that that's evil that spirit of evil in the mind and emotion has convinced them to do that because god loved them and they're trying to get back at God. By hurting the children of God. And they call that love. They play the love music with it. Amazing, huh? I want you to watch this one from Truly. Parents of two transgender children say they are not pushing an agenda, but instead supporting their child or their kids with acceptance and love. Watch this from Truly. They're calling evil love. What is?
3: It's
12: right there.
5: Right there.
0: Can I feel it? Mm-hmm.
12: Before I
10: had transition, I had like a piece missing to me, and it just didn't feel right. And I was nervous to tell my parents. Anyone can be
7: whoever they want, and it doesn't matter what your opinion is.
10: When James was eight years old, he asked to transition, which meant a social transition, which is not permanent. He got. Um, to use he as and him for pronouns.
2: I remember a time that he said to me, sometimes I feel like I'm a boy, and at that point I was, you know, trying to be a supportive parent and said, yeah, I've got effeminate feelings and I, I get that, <laughs> and that's okay to have feelings that are Thank masculine, your mama, feelings idiot. are are going about this because we're listening to our children and because we're doing a lot of research and research has proven that we're doing the right thing.
10: There is a concern from a lot of people that this could be a phase and this ultimately may not be who they are, but knowing that they're going to always have the experience of love and acceptance
0: from us is key. No, it's not. That's evil. Pure evil and a racism and ain't sexism and a feminism is evil they're doing that to their own children and the the man the father talks about he feel that way sometimes that's your mama's spirit in you idiot that's what you got to overcome that's not you're not supposed to get a shot to make that stay alive in you you got to overcome mama forgive mama so the spirit of mama which is of the devil can be taken away from you idiot and he's going right along with his wife and destroying his children. Because he feels like a female. There will come a day when I return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. That ain't no joke. That's what needs to happen. Happen. Country and Western Tuesday. I saw on the news report this morning that there was a country, in Western guy who aspired, and they said he aspired from cancer. And I believe they say he was 60 years old. Whatever his name is, may his soul rest in peace. May his soul rest in peace. So it was Toby Keith, age 62. According to reports, he died of stomach cancer. May his soul rest in peace peace. May it so rest in peace.
7: I, I need to tell everybody when we have open borders, people don't realize what's going on. When these people come, they come from third world countries and they're bringing their diseases into our country and all the other countries, and the hospitals and doctors are not saying nothing about it. When these people are coming through, you know, we're being invaded, basically, and these people are bringing these diseases into our countries. I I think. And and no one talks
0: about it. Yeah, I know.
8: Yeah.
0: I know. No I was, one. I I I have been seeing lately uh, TB, tuberculosis, and uh, smallpox, and all kinds of diseases are coming back. Diseases yeah. that we had had been Well, it wasn't
7: available fifty or sixty right.
0: years ago. Yeah.
7: Now yeah. It's, you you see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. And it's because our government is supposed to solve the problems, but instead of solving the problems, they create the problems. Yeah. Because they have a hidden agenda. They, it's a personal game for them. They only care about money and power for themselves, each individual that represent us in government. It doesn't matter. They just don't care anymore. And the people because they are not in control of their own lives, they don't force the government to work for us by firing them if they don't do it. The people don't care, and so the representatives can do whatever they want.
7: Yeah, but, you know, (laughs) these um, powerful politicians, (laughs) I don't think they realize. (laughs) They're peons. They're nothing. These guys are higher up are are destroying our world. Yeah. And I I don't think they
0: realize they do realize um, it but
9: they don't care about it. There
7: will be no control or power when you destroy everything. And I think they live in a friggin bubble. (laughs) 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 Because I I it, it it's horrific the things that they're doing and, uh, to our country and in the world. And I, I just think they're, they're they're living in a world that it is a fantasy.
3: And you, you have to wonder, the question that has to be asked is whether, uh, the, I mean, the government programs are responsible for a lot of this. The question is, was it by design or by accident? And uh, I'll give you, for instance, you know the census is for whatever reason they delay them 72 years before they release them I don't know why it's like JFK's brain or something I don't know (laughs) and so fortunately for my research the 1950 census came out in 2022 so I was able to track what was my block like in 1950. it was just before we moved in uh and it's total working class I mean I they list the um, occupations every blue-collar occupation you could possibly think of short of like lumberjack was on that list (laughs) you know rubber molder casket maker i mean things you never think of yeah there were 83 households Uh, most people were renters. i mean virtually everyone was a renter there was a few homeowners most uh, most all renters and of the 83 households uh 81 had a male head of household. Yeah, right. There were two widows, 81 male heads of households. Uh, And like I say, immigrants from 14 different countries, 79 of the 81 males were working. Yeah. Uh, And of the uh, of those 81 households, something like 31 had a female working outside the home as well. So even though we live very humbly. um We had enough. No one was starving to death. Everyone was working, and you know, and these were you know uh, the kind of jobs that probably exist today. You know, like plumber, you know, HVAC, and you know, carpenter, and yeah. the things, the jobs that will always be a need for. You know, we won't always need, uh you know, computer programmers. <laughs> there may not be any computers, right? But there'll always be plumbing yeah you know, ideally if we keep you know unless we really uh, you know degenerate quickly but and it wasn't perfect everyone wasn't happy and thrilled but uh, the kids were being raised respectfully and one neighbor would watch out you know every parent every mother on that block was your surrogate mother you know yes. they were keeping an eye on you and every kid had a father in the household right you're so, so right man so you, the boys were, did not need to find their uh, male leadership role in gangs. They found it in the home. Yes. There's a class, there's an elite class that is yeah. has their minions in the, in the newsrooms and the boardrooms. Uh, and they're being fought in every major Western country by the populists, by the nationalists, by the people who think for themselves, who work their own jobs, who make their own livings, and are resisting that, that top-down kind of elitism where their goal is to control you. And, uh, and they control you through the propaganda, through the Washington Post, through the New York Times, through the networks, and also by constricting what you know on social media. So personally, I think the greatest stroke of personal freedom in the last several years was Elon Musk buying Twitter that yeah, was huge yeah that was no History recognizes him for what he did yeah because it's um in many ways liberated the uh the uh public square and made propaganda much more difficult to impose when you have alternative voices now
0: going through a major channel and blocking you but the average per how the average person don't think about propaganda. They don't know they're being propagandized. So, no. how would you if you don't know about it, you're not even familiar with the word for the most part because you're just going along with your life. Yeah. How would you recognize that you're being propagandized if you don't know about it?
3: That's an excellent question. Uh you know, and sometimes it happens for people who uh, have like an epiphany. They just they have a moment of awareness. Yeah, that's what happened to this me. One guy for instance in California I who was a surfer you know leftist you know artist typical uh guy and then one day his uh, he couldn't get his FM radio to work in his car so he ended up listening to Rush Limbaugh (laughs) and then he said yeah this guy isn't crazy as crazy
0: as I thought he was
9: yeah yeah uh
3: and then you hear more and more or you know like
0: Brendan Straka with his walk away movement yeah right yeah a lot of uh, people said it about Trump too. Yeah. they didn't know that they were being propagandized, and then they finally listened to Trump, and they finally, right. and all of a sudden they woke up and they realized they've been lied to. Oh yeah, I just watching Ben Shapiro,
3: you know, say like how in 2016 he couldn't stand Trump, blah 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 blah, blah. and then his eyes began to open up, you right. know, and he's conservative. Yeah, but uh some of the you know the the anti the never Trumpers the anti-Trumpers were worst of all because it was that was a battle of pride you know they they thought they were the conservative movement yeah yeah but then they saw that hold it you know do you open your eyes and begin to listen or do you fight and go back into your corner and, and then close your, you know, put your hands over your ears.
0: And I want to play this clip for you real fast and get a response from Time magazine. Michelle Obama opened up about the pain of witnessing white flight as a child. Watch this from, I don't know, can Jack see it? At least you can hear it if you can't see it from Times.
10: But unbeknownst to us, we grew up in the period, as I write, uh, called white flight. Yeah. That as families like ours, upstanding families like ours, you know, who were doing everything we were supposed to do and better. Um, as we moved in, uh, white folks moved out because they were afraid of what our families represented. And I always stop there when I talk about this out, out in the world because, you know, I want to remind white folks that y'all were running, running from us, <laughs> you know, because- This family. This family, yeah. <laughs> this family, with all the values that you read about,
12: yeah.
10: you were running from us. And you're still running <laughs> because we're no different than the immigrant families that are moving in, the families in Pilsen, the, the, the families that are coming from other places to try to do better.
0: What do you say to
3: that, Jack? Well, you know, I, I read uh, uh, Joel uh, Gilbert's book, our friend uh, yeah. on Michelle. Yeah. I know that's a total lie from beginning to end. Yeah. Her family was a classic family, a black flight. They were living in a place called Parkway Gardens in Chicago, And uh, when the project kids started going to their little public school, they fled. They fled down the South Shore. When the element moves into your neighborhood you move out it doesn't matter what color they are
0: yeah tell the folks how to get your book we have about two minutes okay untenable uh the true story white ethnic
3: white from america cities in fact i talk about michelle in there too yeah um i would say just go to amazon.com put in Cashel, c-a-s-h-i-l-l it'll list all my books uh also um i would uh recommend you go to my website casual.com c-a-s-h-i-l-l.com I'm on Twitter at Jack Cashel, Facebook Jack Cashel. Uh, I don't I don't use a alias. You have to go <laughs> by my real name and go yeah. for the box. Jack, I, just, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank I you. I would also absolutely recommend they read your book Antidote. I think it's one of the most important books written
0: in a long time. Thank you, man. The antidote is at rebuildingdemand.com or call 800-411-BOND. I want to just finish that story about the mule. Then I started we ran out of time they were asking him what did he want for his last meal before he went to oh his, yeah before he went to the lecture chair right and because all people have 80 or so demons identities he went in, he was going in and out of those different identities right and so when the uh when the security guy came in and said okay what do you want for your last meal and he was like uh-huh I want a cheeseburger. I want it to be cooked well done. I want it to be really good. Cheeseburger. It's disturbing. And then I want a, a, a chocolate milkshake.
11: He's hugging himself. Uh, for those listening to the audio podcast and that acting, he acting pathetic, <laughs> the the host is impersonating a pathetic d- demon possessed demon. person. Right,
0: and then he <laughs> was like, "I want a chocolate milkshake, and I want it to be real chocolate."
11: <laughs> and Hassan is cracking up, but I'm just dis- I'm disturbed. I'm too disturbed to laugh. And
0: this is uh, a
13: this is an Oscar award winning performance, <laughs> and he was
0: like. I wanted to be thick chocolate, and the, and the security guy, he was, he was like, oh, okay, so he would write it down, and then all of a sudden, when he took the million down, the guy changed. I don't want nothing at all, and the security guy was like, what? I don't want anything. He was like, but you're about to be electrocuted. You don't want something in your body? No, I don't want anything. And they went to a different
9: scene.
0: (laughs) So some of you may have heard of this. They are calling it an unprecedented case. So uh, good morning, y'all. Good morning. morning. I want to play this soundbite for you and see what you guys think about this unprecedented case, they're calling it. From Wikipedia, on November 30th, 2021, a mass shooting occurred at an Oxford, Oxford High School in Michigan. Ethan Robert Cromwell Lee, age 15, armed with a 9mm millimeter millimeter semi-automatic handgun, murdered four students and injured seven people. Watch it from Fox.
14: We are all here because of me today.
6: What I did. My actions were because of what I chose to do. I could not stop myself, but I am the one who led to why we are here today. I do not diminish any ability to anyone who could have stopped me, of any of a
14: school or parents. They did not know and I did not tell them what I planned to do, so they are not at fault. I am a really bad person. I have done terrible things that no one should ever do. I have
6: lied, been not trustworthy, I've hurt many people, and that's what I've done, and I'm not denying it, but
1: that's not who I plan on to be.
0: Amazing. Interesting. And then from Wikipedia, Crumbly met with school officials the day prior to the shooting and on the day of the shooting to discuss his behavior. On the day of the shooting, a teacher found a, a drawing on Cromwell Lee's desk of a handgun pointed to the words, the thoughts won't stop me. The thoughts the thoughts, won't, the thoughts won't stop me. Help me. My life is useless. The world is dead. That's deep. And then according to the New York Post, Jennifer Cromwell Lee the mother of Ethan Cromley was found guilty of four counts of manslaughter t- Tuesday, the first parent in the U.S. to be charged over a mass shooting, school shooting, committed by their child. This is from MDIV.
5: And in count four of involuntary manslaughter against Justin Schilling, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. The prosecution had to reset this
2: case and show that, yes, this did happen, and this is how the shooter got the gun. And then this is what the involvement or lack of involvement was from Jennifer Crumbly, his mother in this case. It is, it's her word, essentially, and what she perceived her son was about and what she knew about his mental health or not. And it came down to the jury, apparently,
15: just did not believe her. The, the evening before the Oxford school shooting. There is argument in the house, Crumley household between school shooter, her son, 15 years old at the time, and Jennifer Crumley about grades. And he left the house. It's unclear whether he was tossed out of the house during this uh, argument or not, but he left the house.
2: Yeah, and I think um, what stood out to so many people as we watched that testimony was when she was asked if she would do anything differently in this case, she said she wouldn't.
0: Amazing. And last but not least about this story, from the New York Post, James Cromley, Ethan's father, will be tried on the same charges separately at a later date. That's amazing to me.
6: I think that um, the teachers, first of all, should be fired for um, this guy, this, this student going to them and asking for help and they did nothing about it. And I feel like if they're not fired, this is why these things continue to happen because Uh, adults aren't taking the proper precaution to deal with these situations and there should be consequences i love the fact that the parents are getting tried as well because they played a part in raising the, the the school shooter and um that should happen more often to where the the parents are just as his fault especially if they're under 18 as the the child is so i think that um yeah, that's I I like how they went about that whole situation.
16: When you really look into it, the the whole case is really a uh, it kind of puts it demonstrates a lot what's going on in families and how the government and the media and these people trying to help they have no idea what they're doing. They're trying to help out this. They say it's about mental health. They say it's about all this stuff. And I get where Joel's saying. Where wow, this is the first time a parent is being charged, and it's it's about time. But when you look into the case, you realize this is not about actual justice. This is not about trying to find out oh the where the parents were wrong. This is all about the gun, the gun stuff. This is all about uh, trying to go after them over this gun charges. Because uh, you got to understand, they went after the the mother over her negligence for having the letting the kid have the gun right? And that's, I, I gotta say, I'm stressing this, it's, That's the, this case centers around that. It's not about caring about Ethan's mental health. And an amazing detail of the case is that the defense of this woman centers around blaming the father. Saying, I, I didn't give him the, the gun. I didn't leave it around. So the whole thing is this blame case. It's this revenge thing. I, I spoke about it at length yesterday. I don't want to take up all the time, but...
0: Amazing. Uh, the, yeah, you can podcast the Anchor Baby show, American Anchor Baby, and hear all of his thoughts about it from yesterday's show. Amazing. And Sean, you say? Oh, let me just ask. So you say the parents should be arrested as well? No, none. This case, oh. not, 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 not in
16: a, not the way they're doing this. Because this has nothing to do with, 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 um, with. Oh, where the parents actually went wrong. Um, what the parents actually did wrong. No, this is a, this is about the gun thing and emotions and feeling bad for the victims and.
14: Joel and Nick laid it out pretty well. Um, they should get charged, punished, but not for the reasons that they're saying it is. The pair should be? Yeah. And why should they be? Um, because the kid was 15 when this happened. So he wasn't exactly an adult. You know, he was still in high school. He was still somewhat a child. And uh, at 15... I, f- I feel like your parents are still responsible for you in some way. Oh, okay. So, um, that, that's what I think about it.
0: And you agree that, uh, oh, you agree with what Joy and Nate had to say so far? You yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. And you agree that the parents should be arrested? Um. Yeah. Okay. You don't seem sure. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> How about you? You say of the hate report every morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time.
11: Uh there's no justice in the world. No justice, no peace. <laughs> Whoa! Put that fist down. He put a communist black power fist from the river to the sea.
0: He's
6: been he's been chanting he's been uh, chanting uh
11: radical chants
16: here
14: in the office.
0: This is not the Black Panthers? <laughs> the Black yeah. Power. That's so, that's somewhere <laughs> uh, hey Whoa, down, Whoa, hey whoa, whoa. Hey how about that one? <laughs> there you go. There <laughs> <laughs> you go.
11: He did kind of a Nazi salute. Just kidding. Um, Where, where's Hitler now? In heaven or H <laughs> E <H-E> double toothpicks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. Go ahead.
11: So I don't think that the parents should be charged because it's kind of like... It reminds me of the Dylan Roof case. I was like, oh, he killed people. He should get the death penalty. But they're going after Dylan Roof with the death penalty f- for so-called civil rights violations, hate crimes. Oh, the yeah. feds are getting involved because he's white. And they're going after the, the uh, parents, not for being bad parents and raising him poorly, but for... Uh, Failing to secure the gun properly in their home, basically, according to Wikipedia, and Nick is right. So this is just a anti gun rights charge. In contrast with what Sean uh, said, right? Children should be considered adults at like twelve because you kind of know what you're doing by if that you're point. If
0: you you are considered adult. Totally That's right?
11: what I'm following the Jewish lead. <laughs> they are my leaders um, <laughs> but I, I knew what I was doing at 15 I I mean I never it never occurred to me to try to sh- sh- hurt anybody at least not like that or myself at at that age but the stuff that I was doing the stuff that I was thinking I was my own person at that point I was living even though I was living under my parents roof with my most of my siblings still I had I was living my own life, living in my own world, yeah. in my head. <laughs> you know, in the video where she's getting sentenced, I hear I see
16: a female uh, d- uh, defense attorney, a female lead jurors, like seven female jurors, a female judge, a female prosecutor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man, um,
11: so and they're we- all
6: you know, preachy. It's ridiculous. They're they're part of they're a big part of the reason why this child is fifteen as a school shooter and shooting up and killing other people. Now other people's parents and other people's families gotta suffer due to this stuff. And I think parents get away with things because most of the world doesn't know that it's a spiritual battle, right? And it comes from the parents, so parents get away with these things, and they just say he's just a bad kid, but he's a bad kid because you're bad parents. So I think that is to me, in my opinion. Lock them up. This is about two
0: things only. It's about taking away our rights to bear arms. That's number one. It's all about that, number one. And then it's about getting rid of white people. They can use white people for whatever bad to get rid of them because they're tied. It's on white people right now. And black people killing each other every day with yeah, guns. Yeah. Every day, all day, night, day, yesterday, tomorrow, and the day after. And their parents aren't. And then from... no parent yeah. going to jail. No parents mentioned. No parents, anything. And I was thinking about that story of that white guy in New York who was on the train, right? And these black people were fighting, and one of somebody was killed or died. And look how they tried to punish this guy. Well, everybody else doing the same thing, non-white people, and they're walking right in and out of jail. No problem. It's about the Second Amendment, and it's about punishing whites. Oh, and these parents should not be going to jail. Mm. I agree. They should not. I was 15 years old when I got my first gun, and they just bought it for me, wrapped it in a gift paper, Christmas, Santa Claus, sat it under the tree. I got the gun the next morning, so happy at 15 never shot a gun before went out into the woods and killed a squirrel up in a tree i had never seen a cat before at 15 years old what the you know what i mean why does god allow the devil to attack you hate no i start with sean now i start with hate first before um why does god <clears throat> allow the devil to attack
14: you because um, God wants more than anything for you to know yourself, to know yourself, the real you. And so when the devil attacks you, it shows you all the things that are not you. Clearly. That's clearly the answer. That's, that, that came to me right away. As soon as you asked, I was like, that's that's what that's what it is. Literally in like two seconds.
0: <laughs> okay, you stand by that?
14: Yeah. Okay. He, he wants you to know yourself. <laughs> Interesting.
0: I uh, guess that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um uh Man up. Joya. Joel Friday. Yeah. Why does God allow this is the biblical question. Why does God allow the devil to attack you.
6: I agree with what Sean said about um, wanting to get to know yourself. But um, I also think that it's that because God wants you to choose him and choose uh, life. And I think that if we don't have these like stabs, as you say, by the devil, then uh, we won't choose God. We would just, it wouldn't be real. We wouldn't know that. We know that we know. It would just be, we believe. So I think, uh, yeah, Satan, God allows it so we can choose him.
0: Why does
13: God allow the devil to attack you? I don't don't think he does, actually, because um, I think when we're with him, when we're with God and we're in the present, like you talk about, then there is no... Allowance of the devil the devil can't be in the presence of God. So I think that when we're naturally in the presence he he doesn't allow it but But then there's also a part where it's like God doesn't force things. He doesn't impose it So like how the devil imposes the thoughts and all the stabs like like we were talking about so I don't know. It's tricky as they all are but <laughs> hey i don't know i don't know if he does you want to ask your dog (laughs) (laughs) it kind of makes me think it harkens back to uh you said something about like suffering and like did jesus suffer because i hear that a lot like from christians like oh the suffering of jesus and this and that and it's interesting how a lot of times you'll say well you know he it wasn't really suffering in in the way that we think about it so i think it's the same thing with the with this, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he, he allows it.
0: Uh, anchor <laughs> Baby, why does God allow the devil to attack you? You said you don't think God allowed it, right, Hassan? Correct. Okay.
16: I think, does- I, agree, I think I agree with Hassan. I'm not too sh- I'm not sure if he's actively allowing it, like Satan's going up to God and saying, like, okay, I'm going to do this to him, right? You're going to let me do it. But it's like... It's happening to us because we deserve it, sort of, because we're, like, wretched. Like, look, it's like a <laughs> consequence of you man fell. Look, what I'm trying to say is it's like <laughs> it's a consequence of, like, our state. We're evil. We're we're fallen, and it happened a long time ago or whatever. Look, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that one out, I guess. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that that's just a consequence of your state. I don't know if it's God, like, necessarily – Opening the door for the devil, it's like you're in that state, and he's and God's trying to get you, like he's like, there's a way out, and you could have it or not. That's kind of how I see it because I I I can't see God doing that, like letting God, letting Satan do that. It's more like he's just, yeah, you are of your father, Satan, and this is your life, and it makes sense. You shouldn't be surprised if you're gonna be of your father, the Satan. You're gonna have this
14: life. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh you agree with that? Uh, I agree with me.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. right. uh uh, hey, why does God allow the devil to attack you? Because I'm like Job.
9: Everybody
11: loves you. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> love <be> like, Job. <laughs> everybody wanna be like Job. It's up, baby Jessica's daddy. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> to get. It I I can only speculate. I think it's to get the devil out of me.
0: Amazing. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, and I put my little cents in on Sunday. I just wanted the world to hear how wise you guys are. <laughs> my expert, Though <laughs> everybody else are phony experts. These are the real ones. Amazing. And then there are those people who they are, you know, they often say. I'm just like Job. What's happened to me is what happened to Job. Everybody and their mama want to be like Job. I'm just like Job. Like, what the? Everybody ain't Job. (laughs) Amazing. And the people who are saying they're just like Job have no faith. Because Satan attacked Job because... God knew Job have faith in him. And Satan said, "You know you, you know what, man? You think Job have faith in you? Job just says that because he has everything, he's prosperous. He's wealthy. That's why he believe in you. God like no, okay, whatever, Satan? I'm not going to argue with you. you're the devil, you're a liar. You're a deceiver. That's not why Job believed in me. Satan's like, okay, let me test him. And God said, all right. And Satan went to test Job. And Job was like, what the? I know this must be God allowed it to happen. Because he know I have faith in him. He know I'm one with him. I believe in him. Everybody and their mama nowadays want to be Job. Church of Jesus Christ.org. in a prologue in a prologue, the Lord and Satan discuss Job's faithfulness and prosperity. Satan suggested Job is righteous only because he is blessed. Watch this from Bible project.
1: So Job begins with this strange story that takes place up in the heavens, which are described something like a heavenly command center. So God is there with these angelic creatures called the sons of God, and they're all there reporting for duty.
4: And God points out this guy, Job, his servant showing how righteous and good he is.
1: And then one of these angelic creatures approaches. He's referred to in Hebrew as the Satan. This word is actually a title, which literally means the one who is opposed. He is the one questioning how God is running the world. And he proposes that Job might not actually love God, that he's only a good person because God rewards him. If God were to take away all of the good things he gave to Job, then we would see his true colors. Maybe he's obeying,
4: just to get what he wants. So God agrees to this experiment and allows the Satan to inflict suffering on Job.
0: Amazing. Uh, the one thing I do want to tell you personally, I ain't talking about nobody else. I, I'm not talking about what I heard, though I have heard other people say it. Uh, understand this spirituality understanding the warfare between good and evil is fascinating to me. And and I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear myself saying this. (laughs) Really. Because I didn't grow up thinking one day I'll be saying understanding spiritual uh, good and evil is fascinating. I never imagined it. But it's the more... I see and understand, uh, I'm allowed to see and understand. It's fascinating. The more I see, the more I want. It's like the more you get, the more I want. Can't get enough of your love, babe. No, no. I tried and I tried and I tried. Can't get enough of your love, babe. It's fascinating. The one thing I want every human being on this side of heaven to know. Do what you want with it, though. No sweat off my back. No sweat off my Amerifro. I have a Amerifro, not an Afro, but a Amerifro. The one thing, <laughs> The one thing I want you to know. Of all human beings around the world. No matter where you live, what what language you speak, what you have or don't have, you're possessed with evil spirits. that used to be known, it used to be said. You can hardly find a church that would sell you that now. But you're not on your own. When Paul said, and a whole lot of devil people, evil spirit people are trying to even denounce Paul nowadays. When Paul said, the things I want to do, I can't. And the things I don't want to do, I do. Paraphrasing. I do. And I'm tired. paraphrase I'm tired of fighting with myself. I'm tired of fighting with this. I finally realized it wasn't me, it's not me. It's something in me that's making me, paraphrasing, making me angry, causing me to have fear, causing me to feel jealous and worry and strife and revenge, and to believe thoughts, all thoughts are all lies all the time, and yet they make me believe them, to cause me to have suicidal thoughts, to feel lonely, to be afraid of being poor. And once I got money, afraid of being, I mean, when, when I'm poor, afraid I'll never be rich. Once I'm rich, afraid I'll be poor again. It's something else driving me to give me all these false identities telling me I'm this and I'm that and I'm this, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, I'm a whatever, right? I realize it's not me. That's every human being on this side of heaven. Every human being, man, woman, male or female, that's everyone that's born through the woman. And everyone is. Christ was the only one that, and he came through the woman, but he wasn't born of the woman. He was born of the Father. And that's every human being. It's not you, folks. No psychiatrist or psychologist or counselors that's giving you medication for that is on your side. They're not on your side. They're not even trying to help you they're trying to make money and power for themselves. But do what you want. Here's one other story. Then throughout the the show today, I'll be putting in the whole story about Paul, uh, about Job. So we played the first song by where see, like Job is doing that because he he um uh, you give him everything. You give him everything. You got that? Okay. And this is from the church of uh, jesuschrist.org. Three of Job's friends come to comfort Job, but began to question his claim that he does not deserve his suffering. Watch this from Bible Project.
1: And Job loses everyone and everything that he cares about. It is devastating. And remember, he deserves none of this. God himself said so.
4: The remarkable thing is that, in the midst of all this suffering, Job still praises God.
1: At least for chapters 1 and 2. But then in chapter 3, we find out how he's really feeling inside. He unleashes this poem that reveals this devastation. It's a long, elaborate curse on the day that he was born. After this,
4: some of Job's friends come to visit him to offer their help. And all of them are like, Job, you must have done something horribly wrong to deserve this. After all, we know God is just, and we know the world is ordered by God's justice and fairness, so... You must be getting what you deserve. His friends keep speculating about why God might have
1: sent such suffering, and they even start making up lists of hypothetical sins that Job must have committed. So by the end of the dialogue, Job demands that God come and explain himself in person, and God does so. Amazing.
0: How many people have done that to you? Well, Joe, you must be sinning. You must be doing something wrong. Look what the people are saying about you. Job. you must be sinning. You claim to be a Christian. Why is this happening? And then they start making up Satan's children, possessed. They come along to work with the devil to convince you that God is not with you. And if they mean more to you than what is right, you'll fall for it. Yeah. Don't leave me family. Don't leave me friends. Don't leave me. And you'll sacrifice your soul for a faith family and fake friends. Because you really don't want what's right. So everybody and their mama want to be Job. And it's such a fascinating story. Here's another from Job. Church of JesusChrist.org, the Lord appeared and appears and asks Job questions, leading Job to consider the ultimate power of God. Watch this. He comes in the form of a great storm cloud. He
1: doesn't tell Job about the conversation with the Satan. He takes Job on a virtual tour of the universe. He shows Job how grand the world is and he asks him if he's even capable of running it or understanding it just for a day. He shows Job how much detail there is in the world, things that we might see every day but really don't understand at all. But God does. He knows it all intimately. He pays attention to the beauty and operations of the universe in ways that we haven't even imagined and in places that we will never see.
4: Then to conclude, God shows Job two wondrous beasts. And
1: brags about how great they are. Yeah, they are dangerous. I mean, they would kill you without even thinking about it. And God says they're not
12: evil.
4: They're actually a part of his good world. And then that's it. That's God's whole defense.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Let me just get in one more and final uh, uh, issue here with Job and the devil and God or well, God Job and the devil and and um, and the last bite for that is from the church of jesus org, and remember I told you how the last thing we mentioned that the lord appeared and asked job's question leading him to consider the ultimate power of god um this is from the church of, uh, of god jesus Christ christ.org. The Lord blessed Job by granting him double the possessions he lost. Watch this for Bible Project.
1: Well, it leaves Job in a place of humility. He never learned why he suffered, and yet he's able to live in peace and in the fear of the Lord.
4: God restores to Job double everything he had lost. This, again, is surprising. I mean, is this a reward? Is God saying, congratulations, Job, you passed this elaborate test? No. I mean, the whole book just made the point that Job losing everything
1: was not a punishment. And so now getting it back isn't a reward. So why does he get it back? Well, apparently, God, in his wisdom, decided to give Job a gift. We don't know why. But what we do know is that Job is now the kind of person who, no matter what comes, good or bad, he can trust God's wisdom. And that's
4: the book of Job.
0: Amazing. The whole point of the Job story is to let you know that you can know God, not just believe in God, not just have faith in God, because anybody can say, oh, I believe in God or I have faith in God. But it's just words. Right. But you can know him. He wants you to know him. My children shall know me by my voice. And I don't think those people got the total impact of that. But Job knew God, and God knew that. And so he just made a fool out of the devil, really. All right? You got to know the Father, not, oh, I believe in God. Forget about that. Oh, I have faith in God. Those are just words. You want to know the Father. My children shall know me by my voice. And anyone that believes thoughts, because all thoughts are all lies all the time, anyone that believes thoughts don't know god when you're into thoughts and emotions whether you're christian or non-christian you don't know god see how words just confuse you these are just words and they don't make anyone free they confuse you but if you're into your intellect you think you understand You would think that you understand, and no wonder we we're so confused. People are confused. Watch this from Instagram: a woman pronoun, woman pronoun. Pastor said Apostle Paul was being a jerk. Watch this from Pro- Thesis. Protestia. What the? Watch this.
5: My name is Pastor L. I use pronouns like she or they. I'm a <laughs> campus minister in Chicago for a joint Lutheran Episcopal campus ministry. Before we get started, we, I wanted to just name something too uh, from the reading from Corinthians. You might've noticed that we didn't read one part out loud and that's because it's yikes. So um, Paul himself, Uh, was a Jewish man, right? And so there were sort of inter-Jewish conversations and disagreements about the role of Jesus and what that means. Uh, But really, in this letter to the Corinthians, Paul's being kind of a jerk, both about Jewish people (laughs) and about the Greeks. And even more important than his original intent is the way that verses like that have been used throughout the ages to harm our Jewish siblings, particularly those of us gathered here who are Christians, the way that we can look at the way our traditions, the way that our scriptures have been used to harm our siblings and to be accountable
0: for that. So, thank you. What the? See, I told you, every time you listen to the woman, you will suffer. Every time. What the? Pause the jury. Amazing, huh? Well, men, listen up. It's up to you though, but listen up, according to AGW for men they explain how will how will God want a Christian man when an evil woman is being used by Satan to attack him? How will God want a Christian man, when an evil woman is being used by Satan to attack him. Watch this from A-G-W for men, watch this. How will
17: God warn you when an evil woman is in your life? What signs will be present when a woman is being used by Satan to attack you? Number one, an evil woman sent by Satan will be marked by chaos. Whenever God is involved, Things get more ordered. Number two, an evil woman sent by Satan will have no regard for the covenant bond of marriage. Satan hates marriage because it glorifies the Lord. Number three, an evil woman sent by Satan will be marked by a rebellion towards relationship roles. The first attack Satan used on the human race was focused on their relationship roles. She will want to rule her husband rather than follow him in respect. When she succeeds in ruling him, she actually loses. And number four, an evil woman sent by Satan will complain about your devotion to Christ and try to pull you away from God. An evil woman cannot overpower a man. So she usually uses her words to get what she wants.
0: Wow, that's deep. I rest my case. Your mama, your grandmama, your sister, your female cousins, your girlfriend, your wife, your female teacher, your female counselor, your female preachers, your female bishop, your female—all do the same. I rest my case. That's deep. When a woman won't obey you, well, obey sounds kind of rough. Obey me, and I'm a puppet on the string. That's an evil woman that will not obey her husband. When she want to go to work instead of staying home, raising the man's man's children and protecting the man's children, but she got to go to work to be fulfillment. It's an evil woman. It's an evil woman. When she try to take your children away from you and prevent you from seeing them or dictate how and when you see them, that's an evil woman. We are, our battle is not flesh. It's spiritual, a warfare between good and evil. Inside of you and outside of you, inside of others. When a mother tell the son, oh, stay home and make more money. Stay home until you to uh, move. That's an evil mother. That's an evil woman. When she wanna move in with you, that's an evil woman. When you have to call her every day, two or three times a week, that's an evil woman. Um, I've said over and over again to white Americans that you're making a horrible mistake by turning over your country to these blacks because all they're gonna do is destroy it. The liberal black males and weak black Republican males and females as well. They're never gonna make it better. I can't think, and no one has proven to me yet. Maybe someone has something now, but no one has proven to me or shown to me that I'm wrong. And wherever blacks are in leadership, running it, the community, state, city, or county, or country, it's all a sham. It's a mess. It's not working. And whites, due to the fear they have, the fear of being called racist and the fear of losing a job or something, they won't stand up for what is right, so they're losing their country. And it's all hell. Look at New York. Look at Chicago. Atlanta, Georgia. All the areas where the blacks are in control, nothing but chaos. People are running away from those cities and states, not to them. Isn't that amazing? Even the wealthy blacks are leaving those states, but yet you keep allowing them to take over your country. Here's an example of a couple of things. A failure of a black so-called mayor, a a black mayor who put in a black female before the black men And a a black man, I believe, hate white people because he's always promoting black instead of what is right. He is the mayor of New York. Eric Adams worshiping his queen. This is from the New York Post. After introducing his five female deputy mayors of color and others in his racially and ethnically diverse administration, Adam ranted to his predominantly black audience, watches from X.
9: Stand up, they need to see you. Deputy Mayor Williams Ison, Deputy Mayor Mira Josie, Deputy Mayor Amazar, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer. <laughs> Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. You trying to figure out why they're hating on me? They hating on me because those are how many of you go to church? Ma'am, this is a Matthew twenty one and twelve moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? He turned the table Came over. over. I went to City Hall and turned the table over. First woman police commissioner of color. First Spanish-speaking police commissioner. First uh, Spanish-speaking correction commissioner. Go through the line of what we're doing.
0: That's evil. Can you imagine a white liberal mayor or conservative mayor standing with all-white Predominant audience and saying, Look at all the vanilla in the room. <laughs> vanilla everywhere. Vanilla Mary, vanilla Sue, vanilla Lizzie, vanilla Rebecca, everywhere ma- uh, vanilla. This is what made New York work. This is why I'm so hated. Can you imagine that? and i haven't heard and maybe someone did but one white person say anything about it that's evil by the way for the black audience to sit in there and go along with it and for and then they vote jesus name calling the devil jesus is that black supremacy if white people were doing exact same thing the same words with a white audience and so-called white deputy females would it be called white supremacy it's like this black male by the name of brendan brendan johnson he is so weak it's pathetic He's complaining. He's the mayor of Chicago and still complaining. It's like they elected him to complain. This is from X. Chicago mayor Brendan Johnson blows up when a reporter ask ask him about his border plans. Watch this from
9: X. I have children who attend schools who have soccer games, y'all. You know, you all are asking me as if I'm not a parent in this city. I get it, I'm mayor. I get it, but you're asking me to give you a date, and I have to court. Do you understand that you have not had a mayor like me? I get that. I have a wife, I have children, they have schedules, and plus, we still have public safety that we have to address. We still have the unhoused that we have to address. I still have a budget that I have to address, and I'm doing all of that with a black wife raising three black children on the west side of the city of Chicago. I am going to the border as soon as possible.
0: Amazing. Why did he run for mayor if he couldn't do the job? He got a black wife. What does that mean I'm catching hell from my black female wife? How you expect me to function if I'm catching hell from her? I got a black wife. What was the point of saying that? He's letting you know, I guess, I don't know, but he kept the hell at home. How you expect him to go to work? What kind of mayor is that? Y'all expect me to go down to the border. Y'all know I'm black and I don't wanna work. What the? Black people don't like to work. We just wanna be mayor because the title sound nice and the pay is good. Hey, you get to be on TV. Y'all expect me to work? What the? This is affirmative action. Black people don't work. Affirmative action and reparation. I got a black wife and black children. Y'all expect me to go down to the borders? Y'all expect me to do something about crime? What the? I, I gave you an example of blacks incapable, and not all, but most, especially black liberals and right-wing Republicans, incapable, to, uh, incapable of running our country. And that every time you allow them to get in control, it's just going to go to hell and a handbasket. So I gave you the example of New York with the black mayor, of Chicago with the black mayor, where well, he is one that is mind-blowing. You thought those bad, and they are. This is so bad that it's almost funny. This is an article from May 8th, 2021. CBS, this is from our CBS. History history will be made in south suburban Dalton as Tiffany Hingard is sworn in as the village first woman mayor Watch this from cbs she is mayor tiffany henyard
18: we the only ones making sure y'all streets get paid find ways to fix what is broken okay somebody know something <laughs> don't nobody know nothing Nobody. I know I ain't going to get my, my um due for it, but I'll take it as flattery. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Next. Tell the people I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. I hope they post what we actually do here in the village of God. It's not telling lies. I am a fighter and y'all know that. So when you come for me, no, be prepared for the fight. Because at the end of the day, they talked about Jesus Christ. So <laughs> why don't I think y'all are not going to do me the same way? Somebody that's healing y'all and helping y'all. Same thing I'm over here doing, right?
15: You make almost $300,000 between your two elected positions.
18: I do not. I don't know who you got that number from.
15: We got it from her own village and township records.
18: These are tax dollars.
0: Black female. Excellent. The queen. Excellent. Y'all still want these people running your country, white folks? And you can blame the NAACP for all this too because they went along with the Democrat and pushed the female ahead of the black male. And look what you're getting. They, did, they put them in charge of the homes, look what you got. This female is in charge of that South Suburban Dalton. Isn't that amazing? And according to the New York Post, the self-described super mayor Tiffany Henyard has hit back at those who criticize her almost three hundred thousand dollars salary and brazen use of public fund while her village faced deficit deficit. Watch this from WGN 9. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all self. Y'all are
18: black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. A queen. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves.
15: Dalton's difficulties got worse in recent weeks with water main breaks. Henyard blames on trustee budget cuts. Then four people were shot and injured last week, leaving nerves frayed. And Henyard's opponents pointing out her sizable security detail.
18: It's unfortunate that politics are being played. But what has happened is a million dollars out of my budget
8: has been cut because of politics
18: y'all forget i am the leader they want to hear from the mayor if y'all <laughs> ain't learned that yet the mayor not the trustees that don't do nothing that only run their mouth y'all don't do no work run no mile.
0: Work. <laughs> oh run they run their mouth this is what you again in america i told you 30 something years ago if you turn your country over to the blacks, in 10 years it will be a ghetto. I rest my case. And the thing about it, the victimization never ends. And you hear this from black females and black males. Let me tell you about the history of black, blacks in America. Blacks and slavery. Blacks is nothing but complaint. The victimization never ends. This is from Fox. The view the view host was shocked to discover her family hidden history in a new episode of the PBS documentary show, Finding Your Roots. On Tuesday's episode, Henry Lewis Gate Jr. revealed one of her ancestors were likely involved in the slave trade in Spain. Watch this from PBS interview. Wow. I'm,
12: I'm, I'm in, a little bit in shock. I, I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican, you know, half Puerto Rican. <laughs> I didn't think I was, uh, my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how are you feeling, my friend? I, I
12: like, guess it's a the- fact of life that uh, this is how some people made their living on the backs of others. At first I was deeply disappointed. Um, the I still, slave thing is a bummer. It's a bummer. And I still believe in reparations, like, by oh. the way, so y'all can stop texting me and emailing me and saying that I'm a white girl and that I don't deserve reparations. <laughs> so I, 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 I still believe reparations. in reparations. I still believe this country has a lot to do in terms of racial justice. I feel <laughs> that um, I'm enriched by knowing that history. I'm enriched. And I'm enriched by knowing that my family has come so far from being enslavers to my mother marrying my father in
0: 1968. Oh, but slavery is bad. But she's feeling rich knowing that her mother comes so far. How about the rest of the people in America? Now she's saying it's just the facts of life. And look how far we have come. Why can't she say that about America? Slavery was a fact of life. Look how far we have come in this country. And drop it. Huh? I can't hear you. Oh, it's just a fact of life. Like slavery was in America. It was a fact of life. It was like that in Africa, and it's still like that in Africa. They're enslaving the blacks over there, especially the uh, al people. Now she said, oh, it's just a fact of life. Look how far we've come. Oh, but I still want my repra- I'm still in, fa- I'm still in favor of reparations. As a result of all this mess, the children are suffering. Watch this from TikTok. <laughs> uh, it's funny, but it's sad. She's just like her mama already. Can't you see her mama in her? Six years old. I think she said she was six, right? Was she six? Just like her mama. Let me tell you something, Linda. shaking her hair, Isn't that black? Just nasty attitude already. It come from the mama. And you want these people running your country. My country's gone. It's no longer tears of thee. Things are so bad now for that even uh, according to Fox, Steve uh, ESPN's Stephen A. Smith rail against $53 million pilot program for illegal illegals predicts Trump victory. Watch this from steven Stephen A. Smith.
9: I see homeless folks in the streets of New York all the time that are American citizens. We've got poor, impoverished, starving people who were born and raised in this nation. How in the hell do we come up with a 52
0: fifty three million dollar pilot pro- program for illegals,
9: but folks who are here legally are born here. We don't have enough for them. Just like we could come up with billions for Ukraine. How the hell do you print money
0: for foreign countries? But you don't print that money to help eradicate folks that are starving right here in the streets of America, who were born and raised here. That's why Trump is on the verge of getting elected, re-elected. Amazing. And you want these folks to run your country because you're afraid of being called racist. You're afraid of losing something. You love material things and fate reputations over what's right. Even Ben Shapiro, according to Facebook.com, Ben Shapiro uh, reveals, Ben Shapiro reveals why he changed his mind on Trump, watching some Sky News. Now you in 2016, in March, I think it was,
3: said this uh, about Trump. If we don't say no to Donald Trump now, we will continue drifting ever further left, diluting conservatism into the vacillating, demagogic absurdity of Trumpism. How do you feel today?
10: Well, I mean, I was wrong on that one, so that's good. I mean, you know, (laughs) I think that in 2016, my objections to Trump were character-based and they were sort of looking at the state of the world and saying, I just object to this choice. I didn't vote for Hillary, I'm not voting for Trump. That was my take in 2016. So I just didn't vote for president at the top of the ticket in, in 2016 at all. And so, obviously, I was wrong about all of that.
0: Right on. I interviewed Ben back then, too. I told you, Ben, what the? Amazing. And if ever we needed God in our country, we need it now. This is uh, from Q101.com. Dr. Mayor left speechless when asked about questionable spending in Las Vegas. Watch this compilation.
18: I am
10: in the (laughs) White (laughs) House.
15: Tiffany Henyard has a taste for travel. There she is front and center at the White House at a meeting for mayors this month.
18: I'm oh, here to take care of the, the people's business. As you heard me speak today in my board meeting about, I do not handle that.
15: Some of those charges are for you, though. No, sir. You didn't go to Las Vegas? Mm. <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> no comedy. You don't know if you were in Las Vegas? Of course I do. Were you?
18: It's not paid by them.
15: <laughs> Did you fly first class to Las Vegas? Any other questions?
9: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
15: She's also something of a social media star. God chose me. You may have hired me, but God chose me. Credit card charges show that in just five months, township taxpayers footed the bill for more than $23,000 in restaurant meals statewide, including this upscale winery chain and this steakhouse near O'Hare. Then there's the travel. Records show township officials spent more than $67,000 on trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta and New York City. Many of the flights were first class. So were the accommodations. In Atlanta, they stayed at the Four Seasons, costing taxpayers more than $9,000. In New York, the bill came to $13,000 for a stay in Times Square. you the ones that's costing the village money. I okay. don't have that call. All right. I, okay. Don't drag out the meeting. I Listen. made, made this
0: <laughs> Blasting charge. What's wrong with the blacks? One last one on on this black female Hinyard. According to the Daily Mail, Hinyard is slammed for living like a royal after demanding three hundred thousand dollars salary, using tax mail money for her hair and makeup. Watch this from Daily Mail. It's no voice to it, but they showing her. I am proud, she said. This is why they use black racism, so they can get in there and do this. Amazing. And the blacks would still vote for them. 888-7753, 773. I want my country back, but it's gone.